Well hello and welcome to Rare Nautical Reads, with me Chris Stanmore Major. In this episode we're continuing the Bombard story by Dr. Alain Bombard, translated by Brian Connell, and we're on chapter 13. Chapter 13. Longitude. Sunday, the 16th of November. It is now four weeks since I left, a whole month, and have been able to take my latitude for the first time in four days. In spite of everything, I have remained on the 17th parallel, 16 degrees 59 minutes north to be exact. This is perfect. I shall land somewhere between Guadeloupe, Montserrat and Antigua. With any luck, I should arrive between Saturday the 22nd and Saturday the 29th of November, the two extreme limits of time providing all goes well. Something bumped me again during the night. I do not know what it was, but the pieces of fabric I have fixed again to prevent waves breaking into the boat have been torn away. There must be some unpleasant company around. Hot sun, but plenty of spray. Four o'clock, another swordfish, confound it, but this one is quite small. He made one quick turn round me and then made off, but I still do not like it. Monday the 17th of October, wind only light during the night, but sea very rough. This morning, I understand why. A fine storm is blowing up. The whole eastern sky looks threatening. Plenty of birds. Four o'clock. Managed to take my approximate position all right, but it is by no means easy in such a heavy sea. The wind has picked up and I am making good speed. The next few days are not going to be easy and I am by no means confident that I have calculated my position correctly. If only I could meet a boat so that I could confirm it. Theoretically, I only have about 500 miles to go. It would be unbearable to fail now. Sometimes I want the week to end, and at others, I do not. Sky looks threatening, but good speed is the main thing. Should sight land in six days if all is well. Feel tired and would like above all, one, a hot bath, two, watertight shoes, three, a dry bed, four, a roast chicken, five, a quart of beer. Still plenty of flying fish, not daring to put out lines in case I catch a swordfish and make him lose his temper, I'm also putting off the moment for showing a light at night. The danger of a swordfish attack seemed greater than that of being run down. Do not like the look of the sea. Feel afraid of it, more so than at the start. Curiously, the sea is not at its most dangerous when the waves are high. Only when it is not controlled by the wind. It is dangerous when a storm is gathering because it is not yet under control, and also when the storm has blown itself out and no longer gives the sea a rhythm. I'm going to pass a bad night. I can see that. Tuesday the 18th of November. Morale higher today, but time is beginning to weigh. I've started to think about the problem of landing. If I keep going on this latitude, I shall end up either at Port Louis or pont a in Guadeloupe. All the harbours are protected from the wind and difficult for me to enter, but if I miss pont a I shall be in the Caribbean Sea. If I am north of latitude 16 degrees 30 minutes, I shall try for the north coast, either Desirade or Marie Galant. Cannot bear the idea of having some accident while landing and prefer not to think about it. Sufficient unto the day. Decide to send off a message in a bottle. It will be amusing to see if it is picked up. Wednesday, the 19th of November. Had a shock when I took my latitude. Found I had been carried 20 miles to the south compared with yesterday. Found, after a check, that I had misread the sextant. Thank goodness for that. After the midday sight, the long afternoon hours. 
I'm fishing again and catch all I need in the morning, so there is nothing left to do but ruminate on the possible day of my arrival. Getting very bored. Sun scorching, but weather uncertain. Continue to do my daily physical checkup and still have something to read. More rain this morning. Thursday, the 20th of November. Steering due west on latitude 16 degrees 48 minutes north, which should bring me between Guadeloupe and Antigua. If I can maintain this, I will try and land on Guadeloupe which is French territory. Spent one of the best nights of the voyage. Plenty of birds. One thing makes me feel I must be getting nearer land. The wind blows from 8 o'clock to 11.30 when it drops, freshening again at 3 o'clock. This, I remember, is the pattern near the coast. Must concentrate entirely on keeping this course. Probably have another week to go, but at least until then promise myself not to despair. Poor Jeanette. Must be worried to death. For her sake, I would like to get there as soon as possible. Friday, the 21st of November. The nearer I think I am, the more doubts I have about my exact position. But it ought to be correct. Still no sign of a ship. But I must remember that on the way to the Canaries, I saw only two, and those quite close to the land. Take heart from the birds, which I see flying off to the east in the morning and flying back towards the west in the evening, presumably on their day's flight from the land. This seems a good sign. Weather variable, but quite good. Wind uneven. I'm in a real hurry to get there. Have decided to show a light at night, and it brings me an absolute shower of flying fish. Must arrive between Saturday 22nd and Saturday 29th. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday are the most likely days. Still on latitude 16 degrees, 48 minutes north. Good. Saturday, the 22nd of November. Very little wind. I am crawling like a tortoise. At this speed, it will take at least another week. As I feared, these days are proving a great strain. In spite of myself, I do nothing but scan the horizon. Every cloud looks like the first shadow of land, although I know I cannot possibly see any until Monday. So avid for the sight of it that I am prepared to remain on watch for a week. Large increase in the number of land birds. That must mean something. Still no sign of a ship. Wind has picked up. Praise God. 1300 hours. Heat, tropical. How poor Jeanette must be suffering morally and physically. My dear, in another four or five days your worries will be over, if only the trade wind would freshen. 1730 hours. If the wind remains like this, it will take me ten days to sight land. Sunday, the 23rd of November. Sixth Sunday at sea. Can only hope it is the last. The wind has picked up and seems steady. If it keeps that way, I shall arrive Tuesday or Wednesday, but cannot tell where, as I am drifting somewhat to the northward. have sighted a couple of curious creatures that look like triggerfish, but their two fins resemble those of a shark. Tried to catch one of them, but without success. Pity. I'm getting a little tired of flying fish. 1700 hours. A small storm is brewing to the southwest. No half measures about this weather. Either a burning sun without a cloud in sight, or a thunderstorm. The wretched fish, nibbling at my barnacles, keep butting the bottom of the boat. A most disagreeable feeling. The storm is now gathering. I hope it does not hit me too hard. Not too worried, however fierce it is, as I cannot be far from my destination now. Saw three white-tailed tropic birds together this morning, and my castaway's handbook says that this means that land cannot be more than 80 miles away. Just as the storm reached me, a frigate bird flew over. Another encouraging note in the handbook. The frigate bird never spends the night at sea, 
and is seldom found more than 100 miles from land. In one exceptional instance, one was sighted 300 miles from the nearest coast. At two o'clock in the afternoon, I saw a northern gannet not very far away, another bird seldom seen more than 90 miles out at sea. All this confirms that I cannot have far to go. Before the storm clouds started to gather on the horizon, I had begun to feel curiously uneasy. Perhaps that is not the right word, but I felt a strong compulsion to flee, to get away from where I was. I could not tell why, but I would have liked to have found myself somewhere else, and quickly at that. There was little to distinguish my situation from that of the creatures in the sea around me, and I must have acquired some part of their instincts. I took out my pilot book to read the section dealing with indications of a typhoon. I scrutinized every point of the compass and saw only gold flecks in the sky and a few black patches gathering on the horizon. Nothing alarming, but I still felt that something unpleasant was going to happen. I felt quite unable to escape what I was sure was some impending catastrophe making straight for me. Sometime after I arrived in Barbados, I discovered that in a number of ships a hundred miles or so to the north, the crews had experienced the same feeling of disquiet. There is a subtle but powerful communion of thought processes amongst those who ply the sea. Right across the horizon behind me, only just visible, appeared a line of black, as if drawn with a ruler, seeming to prevent the sun from rising. There was a slow drop in the temperature, and the black line advanced across the sky like an awning. Starting at six o'clock in the morning, it did not complete its slow progress until seven o'clock in the evening, but it did not seem to be preceded by any freshening of the wind. The sea remained calm, and I thought I would be able to keep my sail hoisted and weather the approaching storm. Then I heard a characteristic noise I knew well, like a forest fire or a machine gun. Rain was pouring down from the black mass, sounding like thousands of fir cones thrown into a fire. Very soon, the gale was upon me, with a sun buffet of wind which somehow did not seem part of it, but no less violent for that. I made up my mind to take advantage of it for as long as possible, holding the main sheet of my sail in my hand, ready to let it go if the pressure proved too great. Day was turned into night, and while the raindrops flashed on the surface of the sea, my sail suddenly filled like a balloon. The storm did not rage for long, but was terrifying while it lasted. For an hour, with the main sheet wrapped around my wrist, I tore through the fury of the elements at five knots or more, and when it was over, my hand was covered in blood from the friction of the rope. With no transition period, the moment the rear edge of the storm cloud passed over me, the wind disappeared completely, and for the first time since I had left the Canaries, the sail started to flap, and then dropped, inert. I was convinced that the worst was now over, and the long period of bad weather, strong winds and excessive spray at an end. I was to experience yet another evil that beset the days of sail, a prolonged, dead calm. I think the notes I made in my logbook at that time express better than any subsequent commentary the anguish into which this exasperating state of affairs was to plunge me. Monday, the 24th of November. I was right. One should not count one's chickens before they are hatched. After the storm, there is only a faint breeze coming from due south. With the drift, I am having serious trouble in maintaining a compass route even of 320 degrees, and I am being carried dangerously to the north. I am terribly afraid of getting caught in the Gulf Stream and carried northwards. 
it must not be forgotten that I still thought I had arrived roughly at the junction of the northern equatorial current and the Gulf Stream. This would mean another month, feeling very disheartened. If I get carried up to latitude 23 degrees or 24 degrees, I shall be frozen, as winter is now upon us. If only I could meet a ship, the wind must change, and to think that I had only 90 miles to go. This could only happen to me. The trade wind seems to have completely disappeared. I'm terribly afraid there will be days and days of this, and I was so near. 1500 hours. Weather conditions still the same, but I'm feeling a little better. I see in the pilot book that these disturbances are only temporary, and the trade wind soon re-establishes itself. Nevertheless, have lost a lot of time. Guadeloupe is now at least 100 miles away, and I may now have to make either for Barbuda at 17 degrees 40 north and 61 degrees 50 west, 120 miles away, Barbados, 13 degrees 10 minutes north and 59 degrees 30 west, or even Puerto Rico, 400 miles away. That is to say, either another week, providing the wind returns, or anything up to six months. Am, in fact, 19 minutes of latitude further north, on the parallel which passes between Barbuda and Antigua, if only the weather would change, what filthy luck, just as I was nearly there, if only I could sight a ship, but there is nothing, absolutely nothing in sight. Tuesday, the 25th of November. The wind has veered a little and is now blowing from the east-southeast, have been able to regain about 11 miles to the south, and am now on latitude 17 degrees and 5 minutes, on a better course. That is not too bad, but fear the next few days may be very difficult and depressing after all this delay. If my calculations of longitude are right, I'm only 60 miles from the nearest land, but cannot be sure. I must see land tomorrow, otherwise I shall have no idea where I am. My course is all right, but I shall have no idea how far I have progressed along it. Taking the most pessimistic estimate, I could be about 7 degrees further east, about 406 miles away, or six days sailing at this speed, must not lose heart before Tuesday the 2nd of December. If nothing has happened by then, I shall be completely baffled. How long the days are. Even my four o'clock petrol has disappeared. He paid me a visit the day before yesterday, but I did not see him yesterday for the first time during the voyage. I wonder if he flew back to land or further out to sea. For all I see of them, every ship in the world might have sunk and every aircraft crashed. Wednesday, the 26th of November, saw two more frigate birds this morning, so land should be less than a hundred miles away, if what is said about them is true. Perhaps I am right about my position after all. Visibility, poor, as it was near the Canaries, only about 15 miles, and these islands are 30 miles apart. Hope there will be no repetition of what nearly happened in the Canaries when I almost passed between them without seeing either. If I know I have passed them, I will steer northwest for Puerto Rico. If there is no means of telling, then anything may happen. And to think that the day before yesterday, visibility must have been at least 40 miles down that storm. I'm still trying to get back to the latitude of Guadeloupe and stay between 16 degrees and 16 degrees 30 north. 1500 hours. Crawling like a tortoise. I cannot be more than 60 miles from Antigua and I'm hardly moving. If I am making 30 miles a day, it would be a miracle. These last 200 miles could have been measured by the yard, but this cannot last more than 48 or 72 hours. Now that I really seem near, 
Time is passing more slowly than ever. Am incapable of realizing that it is possible, even probable, that by this time on Tuesday, I shall be on terra firma. I just cannot picture it. Thursday the 27th of November. This slowness is exasperating. I would be lucky to have made 20 miles since Sunday. It is beginning to look more like Tuesday or Wednesday week, another 10 days of torture. I've really had enough, and with this visibility, I'm in constant fear of missing the islands. It is a terrible strain to keep scanning the horizon. My eyes are focusing on it all the time, and I have no dark glasses to reduce the glare of the sun. No ships, no planes, no birds. I have had enough, underlined in my log. 40 days is enough for any man. 1800 hours. Caught a fly in the boat. This must be a good sign. Land cannot be far away. Friday, the 28th of November, 9 o'clock. Still nothing in sight this morning. I'm really getting perturbed. Poor Jeanette, 41 days and no news of me. But my sight at moonset confirmed that land can only be 60 miles away. I'm on the right latitude, but hardly making any headway. Past a lamp bulb of all curious things floating in the water. I'm absolutely browned off. 1900 hours. Quite a nice fresh little breeze. Better than anything for a week. If it keeps up, I should sight land within 18 hours. No sign of a ship since Monday, the 3rd of November. Saturday, the 29th of November. That breeze lasted exactly 10 minutes. Sky, leaden. Temperature, 100 degrees under my tent. No wind, no land, no ship, no plane, no birds. Desperate. I'm hardly making way. Probably half a mile an hour. This is going to take another 10 or 20 days, although I was told that the trade wind blew right across. Alarmed at the thought of how anxious my family must be, if only I could meet a boat which would pass on news of me, but there is absolutely nothing to be seen. Caught a trigger fish today with my knife on the end of an oar. Hesitate to eat it as one book calls it edible and another poisonous. Prefer to take no risk. You would think that these who have studied the problems of castaways would agree about something. 1900 hours. Wind springs up just as it did yesterday, if only it would last. Launched another message in a bottle. Boat followed by a large barracuda, a new sort of fish, so land must be near. Try to catch him, but he avoids me with a dirty look. Think he would probably like to eat me. Sunday the 30th of November. A whole week of near immobility. Confound the wretches who said that the trade wind would blow all the way. Eight days of calm, nothing in sight. Have a bad attack of diarrhoea, which obliged me to squat over the side 20 times a day. The trade wind is a snare and a delusion. It takes you three quarters of the way across and then abandons you. And this is supposed to be the best time of year for it. Must resign myself. Supposing I had made 30 miles a day, that would give me an average of 55 miles a day since the start. This means arriving on Sunday the 7th of December, another week. Patience. But then I give up. Monday the 1st of December. So there I am. November over and still no sight of land. Pray to every emotion. The hour of moonrise would seem to put me on 50 degrees of longitude and its setting on 60 degrees. Am absolutely foxed. Full moon tonight, we shall see. Making some headway with a light breeze which has sprung up, but it was a flat calm during the whole night. Am I 40 or 1200 miles away? Real, torrid heat. Horizon empty and hazy. If only I knew my longitude for certain. 
had a battery for the radio set and a proper chronometer, had a morning visit from a whitetail which nearly alighted on a float, took a snap of him, but when I got out my cine camera, he took fright and flew off into the sun. 1100 hours. Knowing her as I do, I'm really worried about Jeanette. She must be thin and miserable, and there may be another 10 days of this. Worn out and anxious myself, this diarrhea is starting to get me down. Signs of blood in the stool. Hope it is nothing serious. 1500 hours. Latitude still perfect. Something of a breeze and a frigate bird, the fourth in five days, has arrived to cheer me up. As 300 miles out is apparently their maximum, and I have been seeing them for five days, I cannot have much more than 100 miles to go. Hope springs eternal. 1800 hours. Have just looked through my pictures of France, Casablanca and Las Palmas. It was a mistake. Now I am really depressed. The ordeal has gone on too long and this uncertainty about my position is the last straw. I must be right within 200 miles or so, but shall I arrive the day after tomorrow or in 10, 20 or 30 days? I have no idea and I'm beginning to wish I had stopped in the Canaries. Then my pride reproaches me. If only I could sight a ship. If I could hear the radio, I would feel less alone. As for those who assured me that the wind would blow from the northeast right till the end, I'll get even with them yet. Since the storm, there has either been no wind at all, or it has been from the southeast. Tuesday, the 2nd of December. My morale was very low, and the log is quite difficult to decipher. Still nothing in sight. Saw a new type of bird this morning, a Manx shearwater also described as not flying more than 100 miles out to sea. This seems to be the evidence for and against the proximity of land. Against hour of sunrise, sunset, zenith and moonrise. But the first three already showed an error of about an hour on my departure when I knew my longitude. The hour of moonrise would put me at about 50 degrees west, but this is contradicted by the reading given when it sets. 4. Hour of moonset, which makes me about 60 degrees west. Irregularity of the wind, which falls at night. Frigate bird. Few birds in general, but new types and not a single albatross. I've made 50 or 60 miles a day, which was my average on the first lap to the Canaries. That is to say, between 2,000 and 2,400 miles. There can only be between 180 and 380 miles to go. At best, I'm at longitude 59 degrees or 60 degrees, at worst only at 50 degrees. If the wind had held, I would have been ashore a week ago, but it is extremely light and only blows 5 or 6 hours a day, less than between Tangier and Casablanca. It looks as if I shall never cover the remaining two or 300 miles. Nothing is more exasperating than to have logged 2,500 miles in a month and then need 30 days for the remaining 300. Still no sign of a wind. It really is too much. I'm beginning to lose hope completely. My experiment has now lasted 44 days, but I cannot bear the idea of failure so near success. If only I could pass on some news, but have neither seen plane nor boat. As for the raft book, all its information about birds is tripe and serves only to lower one's morale. Well, that's the end of today's chapter. We're going to continue with the story tomorrow. Now, if you haven't already, consider please going over to patreon.com forward slash the mariner. You can follow the link in the podcast description. 
And there we have a growing community of people just like yourself who are interested in sailing, interested in seamanship, and interested to learn more techniques and tips that can help their time on their boat be safer and more enjoyable. So at $5 a month, your donation directly contributes to me being able to produce the podcasts and keeps the lights on, keeps the wheels going round. But if you are interested in developing your skills further, then you may be interested to increase your contribution to the next level up, to the mate level. And there for $20 a month, you get access to the one hour professionally produced seamanship training videos that we do each month which drill down and look at specific aspects of seamanship and safety at sea, get into the nitty gritty of it and uh, share with you information that can make your time at sea both more enjoyable and safer. So if any of that sounds interesting, go along to patreon.com forward slash the mariner or follow the link in the podcast description and become part of the community. But that's all for today. So I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are safe and sound. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next one. Cheers.